record the old Zoom, Zoomy, Zoomy Boomy. All right, Daryl Wong, welcome to No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I am Daryl Wong. Hey man, thanks for joining me this week. Not a problem. I know I mean, you join. Po- I know you join every week, but I do. <laughs> part of the, I just, yeah, part of the dead. Part of the dedicated part of the dedicated Fast and the Furious podcast is Dedication. showing up to watch the movie yeah, and do a podcast. <laughs> and this week, it took a serious amount of dedication because we, for the fourth time, watched Hobbs and Shaw. Has it only been that many times? Because it feels like feels like fifty more. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're. We, I want to do a little something different this week, and we talked a little bit last week about how we should just like poop this movie out of the franchise and like just yeah. drop it. Um, and I'm that I'm ready to do that, but I thought let's not be hasty. Let's. Um. Let's go through and do an evaluation this week of Hobbs and Shaw. And so I think I've asked you to, and I have created a pros and cons list. Uh, And the pros and cons of the movie will maybe determine sort of if we decide that this movie should be non-canon and should just drop out of the franchise or if it should be, or if maybe we should keep it in there. Maybe mm-hmm. if it has some redeeming qualities that really make it able to be there. So um, I think we should go. Did you rank yours or you just write a list? Um, mine is not really ranked. Mm-hmm. I When I was going through the exercise, I thought of mine as like the, the my pro list is like reasons why we might keep if only temporarily this movie in the mm-hmm. in the franchise and my con list is a list of reasons here why um we should discard this forever yeah i think that's that's basically what i have i more have pros and cons of the movie itself mm-hmm. like not necessarily like arguments for why or not but in themselves they become that so let's start i want your first good i want your first pro Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, my first pro is that Hattie's cool. I think, mm-hmm. like, of all of all the characters that we like and dislike within this movie, um, I like the introduction of Hattie, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, she seems she's kind of a good guy. Honestly, she fights on the she she yeah. works for MI six. Like, she yeah. tries to do the right thing. Um, she has a lot of skills. She seems to have a moral compass. And overall, she was like, um, yeah, like a good character that I enjoyed sort of learning about in this movie. And unlike the other two characters, um, she's never been a bad guy, right? Because both mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw have been bad guys in different movies in the franchise. Good. Mm-hmm. This is That's good. My number one is, um, my first point is the music I actually think is kind of fun. <laughs> It's not, like, good, right? But it's, like, kind of fun, and you get some stuff in there that's, like, unexpected. Like, right right off the bat, there's that weird, like, Without You song or, like, Travel Through Time song or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I thought was nice. And then you get, like, a next level, like, <laughs> like I, I, you know, there's, like, some bopping that happens. And there's, like, a mm-hmm. rap song for the Samoa, like, montage. Um. 
I think that's a great pro to have. And mm-hmm. um, I picked up on, man, I, I forgot what song it was, but it was during the initial montage where they were showing the morning routines for Hobbs and Shaw. And the song, I hadn't really paid attention to it before, but the lyrics um, sort of, they were about sort of working together and like, although you're doing different things, like we got something good to work on or whatever. And yeah. I hadn't paid attention to the song in the past, but I thought that was a good touch. And um, as it comes to um, the soundtrack to this movie, mm-hmm. did you know that Idris Elba is a rapper and he is a rapper Whoa. of one of the songs? <laughs> No, I know he's a DJ. Okay, so this is crazy. Not only is he a DJ, but at some point in, I want to say 2017 or something, he funded and produced and starred in a show about himself being a DJ. And was like, oh, I got to, everybody's got to know the (laughs) the DJ situation. Have you heard Uh of this? I, I, I wasn't familiar with the show, but in my little bit of background hunting, um, I did find out that he goes by um, DJ Drees. DJ Drees. D-R-E-E-S? I think it's I-I-S. Oh, like Idris. But but two eyes. Yeah. Ah, Stylized with two eyes. Okay. I'm trying to find the name of the show. I think it's called Turn Up Charlie. 2019. Wow. Last year. And it's on Netflix, and it's atrocious. <laughs> I think I remember seeing a trailer for that movie. It's like a, it's a, like, like basically a rave movie that is sort of five years overdue or past due. This, it just like didn't make sense for the time that it was released, this the is, type of movie yes, that it, it was. Yes, it felt very like 2009. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a whole show, though, about him and, like, he has a kid and, like, buds and, like, there's a romantic interest. But also, the whole thing that conceit is, like, I'm Idris Elba and I'm also a DJ. And mm-hmm. this is a show about that. Wow. Sure. Um, all right. Con. I'm, give me your first Give me your first con. Mm-hmm. Uh, first con is, like, a pretty sizable one. So, uh, first con here is that... Right. Uh, Luke R. Hobbs is a military hero. Like, mm-hmm. he holds this whole, like, I'm a strong man. I fight for my country. The reason why I do all things is because, like, I'm willing to step up and, like, do the right thing for my country and my planet. Sure. And um, I think that, like, it weakens the, believ- the believability of both, like, Dom or Dom and crew and Hobbs when they work together, right? Because if you really think about, like, Hobbs's core values, like, military guy, like, do what it takes, like, sacrifice, like, go all in type of thing, like, mm-hmm. his, yeah, his, like, partnership with Dom, criminal, um, even when it comes to, when he, yeah, I think we see points in the movies where he ends up holding dom's sort of friendship and sort of brotherhood over his like military stuff and i think that i think that like makes both of the characters sort of less believable or it sort of compromises both characters in a way that i don't like 
Right. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It so makes like, them. Huh? Yeah. I totally what you're, see what you're saying. Um, my first con is every joke. Mm-hmm. Every joke is bad. Yeah. Every single one is terrible. The like. Uh, the yeah, the airport jokes, the Hobbs and Shaw, like br- where you're British and you're like a beefy American joking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wanker in your speak. Like, it takes two to tango, and oh. Patty is like, "Oh, I'm I don't know that one." <laughs> Ouch! You don't know you what the tango my... is? <laughs> yeah. Ouch! You stepped on my toes. Let's try that again. And it was so just strung out. It's just so like... like they take the dumbest joke to start, and then they stretch it out for five minutes. Unnecessary. Yeah, it's terrible. Every single joke is bad. Yeah, so that was my that was my con number three. Actually, I, I wrote it down as like they used all the insults in one movie. They mm-hmm. cannot and should not sort of continue the banter. It's just yeah, the banter is too hard. It's, it's too un- hard to get through. It sucks. Like one or two of those in a movie, like I can live with. But if that's the basis of their relationship, like this was it's my unnecessary. problem with Iron Man three. Also, like. Hmm. People hate shit on Iron. Well, people, some people really liked it, and some people were like really offended that they changed like the main character from being a like super racist stereotype to like a semi-racist stereotype, but also with a twist, right? Mm. Like people, people got all shit-headed about that. <laughs> like, no, it's got to be racist, like the comics. But um, the the thing I had a problem with was just it, like the quips. I mean, it was just exploded. It was too mm-hmm. much. It was like, I can't listen to you just like rattle off joke after joke after joke, seeing what sticks. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm, I, at a certain point, like, we have to be serious about the situation because there's bombs and shit. You mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. please. Your sister has poison in her. She's Your been dying in 72 hours. poison in her that's going right. to melt her fucking body open. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm not into the I'm not into the quip lifestyle. Basically, mm-hmm. um, so my second pro is my second pro is like Vanessa Kirby. I think her name is is mm-hmm. that her name? Yeah, Hattie. Uh, she's got charm. Like, is it your say basically same as your first? Is like I'm not sure I'm in love with the Hattie character in itself, but like she has charm and charisma and like really is trying and like her physicality is really good like i think Mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like the rock is stilted in his like action sequences because here's and here's my like not knowing anything theory is that i think the rock is pretty hard to double like Mm -hmm. he's such an extraordinary monster of a human being right Mm -hmm. Uh, and has such a distinct look. I think, I suspect it's kind of hard to double him convincingly. I'm sure they have doubles for him mm-hmm. and like do some stuff, but I think he's relied on to do a lot of like swinging and fighting stuff that other people you could get away with a little easier. And mm-hmm. therefore, it's like he's obviously not a professional stunt person and hasn't like. I I, I know that he's a wrestler, but it's not quite the same. He doesn't have mm-hmm. like martial arts training or like. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think it looks that theory... worse. Right, right, right. But, but I think Vanessa, that... I think, does a really good job. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can jive with that theory that mm-hmm. like it's hard for um, Rock to have like increasingly dynamic stunts because he has to mm-hmm. do them himself. Yeah. I also think like. It's pretty impressive, like, for a guy of his, like, multi-million dollar sort of Hollywood sort of status to, you know, if not even, if not voluntarily, then to, like, have to do all of his stunts anyway. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, no, I think it's cool. I just think it, like, his, like, fight sequences kind of suffer, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, stunt professionals are good, right? Yeah. They, like, know how to fight and make it look, not just how to fight, they know how to fight on camera. Right, which is right. a completely different type of thing, mm-hmm. and and court, you know, and like do some really complicated choreography to make that look good, and so like Vanessa's double, you know, is there a lot and does a lot of really good fight choreography, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the Rocks double. I mean, it's like, I just think they have a harder time doubling him, and have, you know, therefore he's sort of relied upon more to be present. Mm. Yeah. Um, what is your second pro? Yeah. Um, my second pro is like just the girl mob is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Girl mob is cool. And to me, yeah, I like the potential there to have like ties to other criminal organizations. Um, a running sort of pro con thing for me is like, the yeah both Hobbs and Shaw like bring this military sci-fi aspect to the series which yes. I'm looking for reasons to distance from because yeah, yeah I think that the uh, yeah the real the realism of the series is truly sort of what separates the fast sort of series from your bloodshots, your triple X's, your Riddick yeah. movies. Yeah, and completely. I, yeah, and I like the kind of potential there for the girl mob to, you know, tie them more realistically to other, uh, yeah, criminal organizations and, like, take on other missions without having to go through, uh, well, yeah, the, the nobodies also, or the etions of the... Totally. Yeah. This also sort of goes to my... Um, second con, which I'll throw out there, which is yeah. um, you know, every action sequence looks like a like computer pooped in a fucking porta potty, right? Like mm-hmm. it, they all look terrible and ungrounded, and because they have to do all this sci-fi shit, right? Like mm-hmm. they 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 just animated everything, right? So like everything is a cartoon and looks like a cartoon. But I think the girl mob stuff works. Not only is there like it's an interesting character I wish we had a little more of, but oh, look at this! We're at a location on a set that's fucking dressed with real mm-hmm. shit, right? And like nowhere in that whole sequence is there, um, uh, like CGI fucking, you know, garbage throwing. You know, there just like isn't there. Right, mm-hmm. they like went to a place. They had a landscape. They had a house. They like went in the house. They dressed the sets in the house. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it all feels like fun and real, and like oh, this is really existing in reality. Even if it's like a prop 
futuristic gun or something. Like mm-hmm. it sell it always, always, always is gonna sell more when it's physically in their hand. It just is. Mm-hmm. So this movie looks terrible because ninety percent of it is them chasing each other around in computer cars. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think we touched on that and like the the worst. Yeah, I, I think the worst offender as far as scenes is when they break out of the Etienne facility and they've got the yes. flatbed truck and like Completely. you know somebody thought of those things and they were like yeah those like these components of an action scene should be cool but. Nothing has weight. It didn't. It Nothing didn't has hit. weight, right? Because right. it's all computer, and we can see it. Mm-hmm. It's not even. You know what I mean? It's not. I, like I, I'm not knocking any like VFX art. Like there's just a thousand factors that goes into the quality of like a VFX shot, mm-hmm. but it all looks. Yeah, I'll come back to it too because I actually want to talk about that a little bit later. I have I mm-hmm. have a point to touch on that. Um, what is um, your second con? Sure. Uh, con two for me is that the the Shaw brothers are unforgivable. Like, <laughs> I, they're just... Completely. <laughs> just unforgivable. Like, Shaw won. Um, Owen Shaw, like, responsible for all kinds of civilian death. Like, I don't see a way for him to ever redeem himself. Um, yeah. Even though he fell out of a plane, he obviously fell out of a plane on bad terms. And yeah, he didn't like, fall out of a plane and like wake up from amnesia and be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." I <laughs> was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. So he was bad all along. He was great as a bad guy, but mm-hmm. like within this world, we're never going to see. We're never going to be able to turn Owen Shaw around. And from what right. we've seen for Deckard as Shaw. far as Deckard Shaw, we're talking about. I'm talking. I'm talking Owen Shaw. Oh, okay. Right. I'm talking Owen Shaw, but also also Deckard Shaw. Like Deckard mm-hmm. Shaw, we are led to believe that because Han's alive, maybe he's not at fault, and therefore, like that is. plus saving the baby means that he's good. But at the end of the day, like the Shaws can't be trusted because they their allegiance is to their own family, which is fine, you know. Oh. But they're mercenaries. I guess had he excluded, but yeah, the mercenaries and combined with like, yeah, my running thing here, which is like, yeah, a little bit less military, a little bit less sci-fi. I think yeah. if they, I think like if we subtract Hobbs and Shaw from the universe, yeah, sorry, subtracting the franchise. The universe, th- yep. Yeah, the universe. Um, I think we're going to reduce the amount of like on-screen death and violence and i think i mean i think that's something that would be positive yeah i sort of agree i want cars on cars you don't have to kill people cars yeah you don't have to kill (laughs) people you just have to get away right you just have to get away like let's do some fun fucking car chasing shit like jumping a like in hypersport from (laughs) one skyscraper to another actually it was three yeah. Oh, yeah. two. Oh, my two. bad. <laughs> two, two, three. Honor. Oh. Um. Yeah. I mean, the thing. Well, Deckard is unforgivable because he murdered Han, mm-hmm. and and Owen. I mean, this is really sort of a knock on eight, as well, because 
he comes back as sort of a good guy in eight to like storm the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Owen Shaw, you know, he wasn't even in it for like justice reasons, like whatever like convoluted justice for himself. He like wanted to sell these like biological weapons or whatever the fuck it was, the codes for. The 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 EMT the giant EMTs or whatever, what's in six? What's uh, the bad thing? <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the chips. It's like a dark. It's a night. Yeah, it's chips, a nightshade. Like night nightshade, nightshade device. device. Big EMT. Yes, okay, thank you. The nightshade. Yeah. Yes, the nightshade <laughs> device. He wanted to sell the nightshade for money. Right. right? It's not like he was going to use it to like take down a dictator or some right. shit. Right. Like. So his unforgivability sort of comes from uh uh sort of comes from just him being a dick, right? Like there's no yeah. redeemable justice in his code, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that. And I think that like taking the Shaw elements they were like great one off bad guys. I'm I'm fine I was I'm fine Owen Shaw as he exists in six, I'm great with. Yeah. Decker Shaw as he exists in seven, I'm really okay with, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, but then I think it's time to let them go. Let them go. Yeah. Yeah. And both unfortunately are also an eight, but which I think eight suffers for. Mm-hmm. Alright, where where are we that you just did your second con? Second con for me. Alright, third pro for me is the sexual chemistry between um, Deckard Shaw and Hattie Shaw is just <laughs> unbelievable. It's like dripping. Uh-huh. It's incredible. They just like want to fuck each other so badly throughout the whole talking, thing. You're talking big bro little sis over here? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, the sexual chemistry between The Rock and Hattie is terrible. Negligible. And gross yeah, just, and I don't want to uh, think about it. Right, right, right. But the the brother sister the British they just <laughs> ugh, ugh, give me. Do you do you sense any of that between um, Deckard and um, and Mama Shaw? Um, no, no, not as much, not as much. Yeah. I sort of Vin and Mama Shaw in eight get a little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? When they meet in the cafe, uh-huh, they get a little uh-huh. impressed with each other. Right, right, um, right. But no, I'm ready. Like I know it's brother sister character, but I wanted them. I want them. I want to see the sex scene. I want them to go <laughs> at it. I'm ready for it, you know? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some close encounters after a car accident type of thing. Yeah, they like fall on each other accidentally. <laughs> You know, oh, and they have that, like a little moment. <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's my pro. What's your third pro? Um, third pro for me is I like that. I think the McLarens are cool. Um, I like the I like the in that um, Shaw brings, and I mean Shaw one and Shaw two. Um, as far as high-end cars McLaren's are cool i mean the f1 racer was pretty cool yeah um there aren't any other characters in the franchise right now that um are able to to kind of pull off like rare british cars yeah 
Totally. Yeah, and I yeah, like, I like yeah. to think the rare British car thing is cool, and it's it's a nice separating element for this movie versus other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've had this... Well, originally you had this dynamic of, like, import, meaning Japanese import, mm-hmm. versus American muscle. And then, you know, there have been other things in... But, like, the British cars are a little underrepresented in this franchise. Mm-hmm. There's some great old ones there. There's some in six, I think, on the highway scene. Brian drives that blue car. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a Euro-release Ford Escort. Something, yes. Yeah. It's certainly European something. Mm-hmm. It is an Escort. It's a Ford, but it's. I think, it's a, I think you're right. It's a Euro mm-hmm. version. Um. Okay, my third con is all of the rock and every other character sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody sucks. Kevin Hart sucks. Deckard Shaw sucks. The Rock, the rock sucks. Mama Shaw self? is not fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Idris Elba, you know what? Fucking sucks. Like he does <laughs> fine, but like his character fucking sucks. Ryan Reynolds. Like, uh, it's so terrible. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, I was trying to evaluate the characters on, like, uh, on the pro-con list. And I'll have to jump to my my pro-5. And I I put Ryan Reynolds there. Oh! But I put Ryan Reynolds there specifically because I think... He could bring better dialogue to the series in general. I mean, as far as like what is what is what is said on screen, we don't have much to work with. Mm -hmm. And I think just like having another, having like a Ryan Reynolds energy, if not exactly like the Deadpool Mm -hmm. energy on there, I think kind of speeding up and like just putting a little bit more like wit, but whatever putting a little bit more of that into the fast series dialogue i could use i could use that sort of input and i i think i would find that refreshing right i mean i would not find that refreshing <laughs> i watched a movie called deadpool and i thought to myself wow well, we don't need any more of that yeah and then they went ahead and did a deadpool 2 mhm which unfortunately I also watched and thought to myself, I need negative of this in my life now. I agree. I'm not and then a big fan Deadpool of Deadpool in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I weighed all these things. I also am not really a fan of the Deadpool style. They're terrible. Of, it's just I don't like it, but I also know how bad the dialogue is in these movies and yeah. I put it on a, the on dialogue, a slightly pro, but yeah. but 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 I feel like we're clouded because the dialogue in this movie is The Rock, mm. right? Like, and that The Rock character, the character The Rock always plays, aka The Rock, mm-hmm. is you know not funny and bad, and it has like terrible dialogue and like just riffs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has this, like, terrible macho bullshit. So, like, stepping up from that is not a great 
metric, in my opinion. Mm. I mean, you look, you're welcome to like Ryan Reynolds, but you're wrong. <laughs> 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 like, you're just fucking, that's crazy. He's so, he, it's such a bad addition. I mean, I feel like Ryan Reynolds' best movie, um, what was that one with uh, Sandra Bullock, where he plays her fake boyfriend and they go up to Maine or Alaska or something? Um, the Proposal. The Proposal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good movie. <laughs> or is it Two Weeks Notice? No, Two Weeks Notice is her giving her Two Weeks Notice. She falls in love with her boss. I uh, think The Proposal is what... I think, we're on. I think that might be Ryan Reynolds' best movie. That's certainly the the one I remember the most. I remember National Lampoon's Van Wilder, uh huh, which was his like breakout role, kind of. Uh-huh. Can we say that? Um, which is not a funny movie or a good movie, but when I was twelve, it was both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. That's about all I know. <laughs> I don't know. That and Deadpool and like. Mm-hmm. There's a movie with Abigail Breslin where she plays his daughter and he tells her the story of three women he met and she has to guess which one is her mom. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, that sounds like I just made it up on the spot, but I don't, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. It's called like Maybe Definitely or something. Hmm. I don't uh, think I watched that one. Yeah. All right. I'm off. I'm off for Ryan Reynolds. Um, what are we on to? Your con. Your third con. con? Four. Four? Uh, We're on to four? Yeah. I sort of cannibalized uh, a number of these. Yeah. Go for it. On my con. What's um, your fourth pro? Fourth pro here is... Um, oh. Uh, fourth pro here is Samantha Hobbs. I, I know that we've had issues in the past because her character keeps getting changed. Yeah. Um, and they put and in a different her act face. Keeps and her face as well. character face keeps getting changed, but um, I think she's all right. And I sort of had this um, uh, whatever this idea that it would be interesting if she became the next member of the crew, if she like like grew up a little bit, got a driver's license and then started driving fast cars. That might be kind of fun. I could mess. I could mess with, I would be like love a generational. I mean, I get the desire for a generational thing Mm -hmm. and the like little three year olds that are in this franchise are not cutting. They're not driving anytime soon. They're not driving anytime soon. But Samantha Hobbs seems to be fluid as far as like how old she how is old and she where she exists in time. Yeah. So put her in a car, and it might be kind of fun to have like a young, young Hobbs figuring out what to do in life. Oh. I'm not into it. Um, I think she exists as a character for like the Rock's funny daddy daycare shit, right? Uh, yeah. Like the to soften up Red the Rock. Dragons soccer game and the. You know, whatever. The Ryan Reynolds, like, at the end, when he's, like, calling Hobbs, and I think it's, like, post-credit, and he's like, Mm -hmm. you sound exactly like your dad. Like, I fucking... (laughs) Okay, anyway, sorry, I'm off Ryan Reynolds. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to what you're talking about, but, like, also, if they're going to do it, they have to build her into a real character and not a vehicle for, like, The Rock's daddy daycare jokes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, that's mine. That's it. I think The Rock was in the movie called Daddy Daycare. No. Hmm. I thought it was Vin Diesel movie. That is the pacifier. Oh. Um. No, he's not. It's Eddie Murphy, Jeff Garland, and Steve Zahn. All right. Mm-hmm. I feel like The Rock did some. Oh, The Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. We watched that. We watched that one. Yeah, like so. The Tooth Fairy shit is Sam Hobbs. Um. All right, your fourth. My fourth pro. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think the folding motorcycle is cool, mm-hmm. and um, we don't. I think motorcycles could be more represented, even like though this is a sci-fi one, because we have like the Ducati Monster and the Harley in six that Giselle and Han ride. Right, right. Um, We've got the dirt bikes that um, Johnny Tran and Lance the Pants ride (laughs) in one. Lance the Pants. Lance. Uh-huh. Like, could Ryan Reynolds and Lance exist in the same universe? <laughs> <laughs> they definitely could. I think I could see some good riffs happening in that. Um, Giselle also has, like, a white... She has, like, a... She also, does she only ride Ducatis? She shows up in five on a white motorcycle in the warehouse. Mm, she does. I think... I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. We'll have to look for it. Um. Yeah, but that's it. I would love another motorcycle somewhere in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always think that like Mission Impossible. I think it's Rogue Nation, the mm-hmm. fifth one, the fourth okay. one. I don't know. There's a scene where like Tom Cruise is going down this hill, like winding around this hill with Rebecca Ferguson and motorcycles, and it's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Like they're just. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like a slipping by trucks and shit and like it's it's fun, right? Yeah. I think like a cool, really big like motorcycle scene with like in the main franchise could be really good. And the folding motorcycle kinda does it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like fun to watch the sci fi shit a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, I'm into the motorcycle. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be offended if Tom Cruise made a cameo at some point because he does I mean, he tries to put a mo- he tried to put a motorcycle in all of his movies. Everything oh, yeah. from Top Gun. Yeah. Like even the I just remember the early Mission Impossible ones. I think it was two maybe. Mm-hmm. He does he does um he's riding a red probably Ducati or something. He's riding a red one and he yeah. has he goes like so far side saddle that he's like running the motorcycle and he's got two feet and his hip on the other side yeah, of the yeah. motorcycle and he's got the spark shoes and stuff. Dude, dude it's crazy. <laughs> Guy is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and another franchise where the stunts sell because they fucking do them. Right. Right? And they don't just like... Well, I mean, like they computer stuff, but they computer stuff as like enhancement, not... Mm-hmm. Like your baseline, yeah, we'll just throw it in the computer and like have a fucking mesh box that bounces around. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's my motorcycle is my number four pro. What's your number four con again? I think you've mentioned it. 
Yeah, uh, same thing with like the sci-fi stunts, yeah, realism. Yeah. I'll go with my last. I'll go with my final con here. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. which is that military trucks, like the armor yeah. trucks, even the tank and like the what do you call that thing? The I'll call it the miniature like turret tank that. Tej gets to drive in eight. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. type of vehicles, tactical mm-hmm. vehicles, mm-hmm. they're uninspiring mm-hmm. and they're kind of douchey. And, and like over, like we're over it. We're over it. There, yeah. I will yeah. say, I think the car that I enjoyed seeing Hobbs drive the most was the ambulance. And totally. Right? And totally. like. Totally. <laughs> I don't need the Rock's character to be enhanced by like these beefy like cyber trucks. I want him to be driving garbage trucks, ambulances, like yeah, like yeah, buses and stuff. Like that's what he should be driving around. Like utility, like yeah, government vehicles. Um, I'm so with you there. I even in five, like his big beefed out. Hummer or whatever the fuck it is, like mm-hmm. I'm not nuts about it, right. you know. The only the thing is like that Joe that like that that little twist of it's not just about being fast works great for that one time that Vin says it and that they do that one scene the Azerbaijan scene, right where they like they have those tactical vehicles to like get the bus in seven. Mm-hmm. It works great for that, and then mm-hmm. I'm done with it. Right? right, and like you've done that little pony trick, and now it's time to like get back to being fucking fast, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, this speaks to my number four con too of like all the military shit of like, I just hate how fucking brown and gray everything is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right, there's not like one colorful, fun vehicle basically. Uh, they try to do it a little bit once they get to Samoa. Right. There is some color in Samoa that is very true, and those truck, but like, that's true. And they definitely like were doing a conscious thing of like leave the vibrancy off till we get to Samoa, and there'll be a juxtaposition of those two things. Mm-hmm. Sure, but it still looks like poop the whole time. Yeah. yeah, and especially you know this this is what I was talking about earlier of like that Russia. Um, compound, you know, the Etion compound exterior driving sequence. Mm-hmm. You can't tell where or what anything is. It's all the same, like, value of poopy brown and gray. Mm-hmm. And, like, what the hell is going on, basically? Right. And I think that if we even go to Fast 8, right, that was one of the major downfalls of the yeah. submarine thing. Yeah. It's just like once you put it somewhere that's that remote in mm-hmm. order to sort of build the scene in a in a big space where you can do a lot of tricks and stuff, yeah, you, yeah you're, you lose, um, yeah, it's not grounded stakes. anymore. You lose stakes yeah. too yeah. Um, because they're just like, Exploding buildings, right? But when they're exploding Manhattan, that is interesting. Yeah. Right? Or if they're exploding uh, banks and trees and statues and stuff, people running around. This was my big problem. I'm, I know I'm like skipping around movies. My big problem with. You ever see that movie? It's, um, it was one of, the, one of the Marvel movies, the Captain versus um, Iron Man one, where it's like Civil War or something like that? 
Ooh. I feel like I've watched those, but really they blend together a lot for me. The Captain America ones especially. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah. Um, but, all right, so there is this movie where it's like Hampton versus Iron Man, and the whole conceit of the movie is like Iron Man thinks they need government regulation, and Captain America obviously is like a true MAGA liberal. Mm. Uh, a libertarian, I mean. Um, so, um, he they get in this big fight because like part of it is like the consequences, the human consequences of us being superheroes is too much and the government mm. needs to regulate it. But then the main like ending fight is in like an empty airport. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the same thing of like, there's no stakes here. You guys are just in an empty fucking airport, like, you know, on the lot. You're not even like in somewhere where there, there's people. There's just like, you're on pavement with like a couple airplanes around you. Mm-hmm. Like the worst that's going to happen is you're going to like crash an airplane into an airplane. It, you know? Yeah, it it harks back to um, the old Power Rangers battles. At the end of every episode, you oh, would have yes. the Megazord <laughs> and then whatever gigantic monster, and they would just like be on a crappy set, a lot of sparks flying, silhouette of a city. But you know, at least during the rest the of the show, what was the lady's name in Power Ranger? Oh, I don't remember the one with the horns. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember her name. My brother and I, she used to like do this thing where she would like throw down this stick and uh-huh. it would like stick up in the ground. She'd like throw it to the ground and it would like land like stuck in the ground and then do something. Mm-hmm. My brother and I spent hours <laughs> throwing a stick off my grandmother's porch one summer just trying to get it fucking stuck, <laughs> stuck in the ground like that. We did it uh-huh. one time. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um... All right, my number five pro. I don't hate the Etion interior car garage set. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Um, it's like very dynamic. I like that it's like a big warehouse, but then also I love the lights, like the tube yeah. lights that separate all the cars. Um, and there's like weird orange shooting ranges and stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the disconnect for me is the hallway sequence where they fight those guys to get in. Because mm-hmm. it, it's like too different to me. Like there's one, the hallways are like these like clean white retinal scan places mm-hmm. that open up into like this big sort of industrial garage. Yeah, uh, it also doesn't make sense for like the layout of that building. Totally. Are you really only going to have one entrance exit to a space right. that large? Yeah, the layout is strange to me. And the guy has a gar- and the giant and the giant guy has a car in there for some reason, as if he's entering through like a car garage for some reason. Right, but it has like one door. On- it doesn't really. Yeah. Make a ton- and then why would that be separate from the hallway that's right next to it, but also have the same password? Yeah. Uh, right. Right. It's like, it's just, I mean, but like, what, you know, this is not to knock the like production design and art, art department, like, because, you know, they write in the script, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if they write, like, they go down separate hallways and do this funny red roll scan bit, you got to make something that does that. It's, you know? I always think, well, yeah, when I think about sort of places where you would put a bad guy, uh, headquarters or hideout, really yeah. the best ones for many decades has always been um, abandoned subway tunnels. 
Oh, I always like love those. yes, right? It's just totally. like totally. everybody does it. Like the old, like uh, yeah, the old Superman movies did it, and mm-hmm. the Bond movies do it. We, um, yeah, I mean, we get a little bit in this one where Deckard has his underground hideout, but right. anytime you have like those stone archways and yes. they're lit from the ground, and you right can do stuff. anything inside of those, but somehow like the just like the architecture at least connects you to something and like almost makes you believe that it's around and that it yeah. could be happening yeah. in a city near you. Best bad guy layer. Best bad guy layer. I mean, the th- one I think about is um, the island in Skyfall, I think it's kind of cool. Mm. Um, where it's like he's got this whole deserted like nuclear fallout island and then like inside he's got these just like stacks of wired servers and shit like that. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, like very utilitarian, you know? <laughs> like mm-hmm. let's go to the remote as location and put a, a bunch of computers in there. Mm-hmm. For like mining Bitcoin or whatever. Best good guy layer in my mind. Mm. Mask of Zorro. What? Yeah, dude. Uh, paint a picture for me. Um, okay, so it's a cave. Uh, it's like this dark sort of series of caves. And then there's like a training ground with a circle, you know, different like circles in it. And then mm-hmm. there's a dining table. There's like a dining area in the cave where there's like candles and chairs and shit. You can like watch. It's like, it's, and there's like posts to hook your horse up to. Uh-huh. It's sweaty and sexy <laughs> and like really great. Mask of Zorro. Yeah, Zorro's. Nice. Zorro's hideout. Um,. Do you have a 5 Pro, number 5 Pro? Did we talk about it already? Uh, I don't think I have a 5 Pro. I mm-hmm. did have sort of like a non, non-ranked non observation. Yes. Um, so there, so right in the beginning of the movie when we have uh, Hattie, uh, the, the truck gets sort of blown over and she has to kind of run out of the truck to escape. And I don't remember yeah. if it was before or after she takes the virus, but... There's something they have that shot where she's like running, and then the the uh, the shape of the truck is supposed to be like the axis, but it comes sort of at an angle, and they show it as the, as she's running out. Um, I was thinking about that shot, and I know that they did something similar in um, Seven, right? When mm-hmm. Paul is running out of the bus, but I was trying to think. I was like, I was like, did Inception invent that shot? Or has oh, that like the been something turning over thing? Yeah, like, just sort of like the yeah, like the square. Like you're running through something, and then in order to like make that shot happen, they have to like make a square thing, and then the actor sort of actually runs through it, mm. but they make it diagonal. I mean, I can't say whether they invented it or not. I will say that I mean that's what sticks in my mind when I think that because they did like huge thing with the hotel hallway or whatever mm-hmm. they just like rotated they just like built a set and then tumbled it I've never done it I kind of want to Seems I've done cool. rockers we did a whole ship scene one time where like the whole set was raised on this three foot thing that like rocked back and forth yeah cool um but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was just trying to think. It's like, what, yeah, same thing. Like, I watch that, I think about the bus, I think about Inception, and I, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm trying to, I was trying to sort of take a mental inventory of how often we see something like that. Because it is a cool shot, but I, I sort of assume that it's something that is sort of part of the modern action movie My shot list. complete neutral observation, this movie, is Samoa. I'm completely neutral about it. I don't like it. I don't hate it. I think it's the strongest sequence probably in the movie, maybe. I mean, but it's, it, in, in a way that, like, it just embraces the campiness, right? Like, the rest of the movie is sort of fighting mm. itself with the rock and joking and, like, but also being, like, super crazy mm-hmm. sci-fi serious. And Samo's just like, we're going to just have a good time. <laughs> Let's just have yeah. a good time on this fucking crazy island. Even though it's, like, fake Hawaii. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, it's 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 not put together very well. So, I don't know. I'm like right in the middle on Samoa. Mm-hmm. Do you have a five con? Or did you mention it already? No, I'm wrapped. I, I think I covered all of my stuff. My five con is um, The Rock's Penis. <laughs> this movie just... makes me think about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of unwilling participant in the rock's dick mm-hmm. both in like bravado and like sex appeal they like do this whole sex appeal thing with the rock i don't want to, i don't know what it looks like i don't <laughs> want to know what it looks like we don't know how much yeah we don't want to know how much it can bench press but boy have i thought about it for the past two <laughs> hours and 15 minutes really a lot and it's right. disturbing uh so yeah that's where i'm at with pros and cons now based on our pros and cons i wish we had sort of a third party mm-hmm. judge how do you feel about how do you feel about abandoning this movie in terms of the franchise obviously we'll we'll keep watching it because it's, yeah i mean i that's the point but right right um, I mean, I, I think there's a lot to gain from discarding this thing forever. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Me too. Um, yeah. There's, I think, the, yeah. I think, I think the, I, I think mostly to gain is that the franchise will be better off. Like the main, fr- if this is not canon, if these things didn't happen. I think the franchise is basically better off because it mm-hmm. reduces the element of sci-fi silliness overall in the universe by kind of a significant portion. A lot, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think this franchise sort of needs to do a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. We can't sort of escalate much farther than submarines and um, yeah. Flying yeah, and like super drones and shit like that. Yeah, like, we yeah we covered it and like any farther than this, it's gonna be difficult. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and like even an eight. I mean, there's a few things that like. I guess before the most sci-fi thing, up to eight is like the hacking stuff, right? Is like God's eye being a capable thing, right? But you know, all the other stuff is like, like, 
tanks do exist you know what i mean like yeah. stuff is almost grounded in it's like stuff that could conceivably exist mm-hmm. in a way i yeah i liked that the the scariest thing um up until six up until halfway through six was mm-hmm. the was the emp grenades right we saw it right. in, we saw it sort right. of introduced in too fast too furious and that was like wow that's Really bad. We oh, do yeah, not want to like be messing EMP with har- those. Well, they were harpoons back then. Harpoons, yeah. <laughs> they were harpoons back then. <laughs> Which yeah. that movie has a weird obsession with. <laughs> right, right. So uh-huh. I, liked, I liked sort of living in a fast world where that was one of the scariest things that could happen to you, which is that you couldn't drive because you got hit by one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Um, you know, I'm glad they've expanded and done different things, but yeah, I like that too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you have anything else? I'm I'm good. I'm good, ready to kick this out of the cannon, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's toast. It's dead. Do you have a quick shout out this week? I forgot to prepare one. Mm. Uh, I do have a quick shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, I want to give a shout out to the serrated bread knife. Oh yes. Ooh. So we do yes. a lot of, we're, we've been doing a lot more baking in the house like people are doing sort of breads as their new uh quarantine hobby. We've been participating. It's very nice, but um I, yeah, I have sort of a standard uh what is this a uh, eight piece knife set here and really like you can do everything you need to do with your 8-inch chef knife, chef's yeah. knife. Whether it's meat, it's fruits, like anything you need to break down, big or small, any texture, chef knife. But the only other thing that's useful there is that serrated bread knife. There's no, no substitute so for it. Yeah. And when you don't have it and you're trying to slice a loaf, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, bro. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan, and I don't have one. And sometimes yeah. I buy a nice loaf, artisan loaf, and it's really not fun to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like slicing a tomato. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like bread, loaves, and tomatoes have a lot in common in terms of their mm-hmm. like tough exterior. That's right. That you need some kind of serration to get through. Yeah. So, shout out to the serrated bread knife. Like, yeah. it's often looked over as sort of like a, a lesser knife, you might yeah. say, compared to all of your fancier pairing and yeah. uh, slicing knives. But truly, like, if you don't have one, like, you're, you're going to be in a bad spot if you're trying yeah, to get some Yeah, I totally bread. agree. Um, I'll do a quick one. Um, I've been taking care of some houseplants uh, lately. My partner is away. And um, uh, it's kind of fun. I like. I'm fucking. I've never been a houseplant guy, you mm-hmm. know. Obviously, but I'm having kind of a good time. Basically, nice. you know, you water well, them up. You stick your finger in them. Uh-huh. This is what I learned. You stick your finger in them down like an inch mm-hmm. into the soil, and if that's dry, water them up a little bit. Nice. And if it's still a little moist down there, you're good. But the surface hmm. gets dry very quickly. So you got to get down in there, basically. Mm-hmm. 
A little bit of watering, a little bit of pruning. Are you pulling off mm. the yellowing leaves? No. Are you checking? Uh, uh, Jess has kind of like a like a dusting regimen. Apparently, when you get a lot of dust buildup, it clogs mm. up the pores oh, in those leaves. So if you give a little wipe off, the plant is all healthy. We 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 get these like mites, these little mites that eat mm. the plant leaves. Um, I forget what they're called. So there is cleaning of the leaves for that purpose, and I assume Mm. the dust is taken care of as well there. Um, Yeah. So shout out to the house plants, pot plants. Fun. They're nice to have around. I I wasn't convinced. I wasn't convinced with the house plants. Yeah, never had one. I was very resistant to the sort of like onslaught of them early Mm -hmm. on when we moved in, but. Now that I've spent a lot more in, t- in a lot more time inside, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool to have around. Yeah, they're nice to look at, basically. Mm-hmm. They like they get big and cool. So, mm-hmm. I have some big ones in my house right now, some monstera and shit. Oh yeah, I've got <laughs> one of those. I can't even get close to Huge. my center window over there. It's yeah. just yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, next week we're gonna watch. Fate of the Furious again. We're mm. going to have a little special guest next week. So stay tuned for that. If you want to reach out to us, you can at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you man in the Instagram, at No One Likes the Tune Podcast. I am doing a little Instagramming. It's very and nice. I, 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 enjoy seeing, I enjoy seeing you online. I, it's my, you know, I don't like it because it's on my <laughs> Facebook, which I think is basically the worst thing that happened to humanity mm-hmm. in the past half century. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm doing a little Instagram. I put some stories of stuff I'm cooking up on there. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, I'm not like some kind of special Insta, but we also try to put some like cool, interesting cars I find around town. So mm-hmm. if you see any, throw them up too. You got access yeah. to the same thing. So yeah, yeah. I we did a little walk around the other day, and I after the second or third car, I was like, I should really have been taking pictures of these. Pictures yeah. of these. Cause we yeah. got some weird stuff out here these days. Um, you can also email us. No one likes to tune a podcast at gmail dot com, and if mm-hmm. you want. To just like help us out, you could chip in a buck. Patreon.com slash no one likes to tune podcast. Um, yeah, really lets us do this basically, which is really mm-hmm. kind of fun. Even though we don't have a lot of patrons and like the ones we have, we love Patrick, Steph, Fredo. Hey, yo. Uh, so yeah, just toss us a buck if you want. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, rate review on Apple Podcasts would be very, 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 very cool if you haven't done it. So. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. I'll see you next week. Sounds good. We'll do eight. I'll talk to you then. Mm.